<laughs> Welcome to my level. All right. Welcome back once again to the Organic Football Podcast. And we're recording this, guys, on Thursday night, heading into week six. Uh, we don't have a Thursday night game tonight because the NFL is uh, shuffling the deck of the schedule quite thoroughly. And uh, make sure you're keeping up to date on that. Just find out if your team's even playing this week. Uh, you know, they got all kinds of different games are moving around right now but no Thursday night game but we do got two games on Monday night so we're gonna get into it and talk about just about all of them so uh, let me send over to my co-host first and Brad I'm coming to you man how you feeling today and uh what are you looking forward to in week six bro what's up buddy yeah I'm just looking for another round of football games man hoping my team succeeds all my waiver pickups that I made will continue and yeah I'll be successful with the win Right on, man. Well, I wish you much success, sir. And Rich, I'll check in over there, buddy. How you feeling? Uh, time to get off the schneid, I think, this week, man, and get back in the win column. That's how I'm feeling. How about you, bro? Yeah, I get pretty sick and tired of losing after two two in a row or two <laughs> two in a season. I don't know. I, I fucking I don't like losing. That's definitely that's definitely a fact for me. I I, I cannot stand to fucking lose. So I'm on a two game losing streak on a couple bad roster decisions. So got to straighten it out. I mean that's that's all there is to it. Um, dinged up by some buys this week. So it is what it is, man. This is fantasy football. That's why we're here. You know you got to move on. You got Alvin Kamara on a buy. I, I still got to fight and and get my victory hopefully this week and and settle in with my fourth victory. I, I hope for that. And yeah, I was gonna mention. No Thursday night game. Definitely a weird feeling. I felt weird tonight. Um, <laughs> it feels so empty inside, bro. I felt weird all week. On Tuesday, I thought it was Thursday. So Wednesday, I yeah. thought it was Friday. And then yeah. Thursday, I thought it was Friday. And then tomorrow, I'm like, wait, what? What is going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, it's been all <laughs> fucked up, man. I didn't realize my, my uh, Zodiac calendar was the NFL schedule. <laughs> Well, it's all good, man, because we're going to get into these games and, you know, we're also going to celebrate a little bit. Uh, it's episode 27, so we didn't really have a party for our 25th episode milestone. So let's uh, let's do it up tonight, guys, and yeah, got Mark, a little birthday happening too, man. Mark, birthday, I, I Mark. believe, yeah, you said, um, you said it's our 27th episode. It's like your 27th birthday too, right? Yeah, man. Uh, well... <laughs> Not quite. No, uh, oh. it's actually big. Yeah, it's the big four zero, man. I'm not afraid to admit it. So All this right. whole time I've been going up that hill and I've officially crested over the top and nothing <laughs> but a drop straight down from here, man. And that drop is quick. Let me tell you. That's why you're so good, the, man. You're getting that hot air balloon. And you just keep going up, Mark. <laughs> Fuck those hills. It's <laughs> awesome, man. Well, yeah. me and Rich, we're both enjoying some uh, Keith Colas to celebrate here tonight. I got the original flavor. Uh, what'd you pull out of the fridge there over there, Rich? I went for the orange orange Kush soda, which I have not tried yet. Which now I have. I've had several sips uh, as we've been already on. <laughs> um, delicious, man. I hadn't had it yet. I, I I really like that. They have the grape soda. They have a cola, which I believe you're working on today. Um, but yeah, let's do a let's do a virtual cheers here, Mark. Uh, I'm down, man. Yeah, cheers man. it Cheers-y. up, cheersy. Happy birthday, man. Clink, clank. <laughs> Happy birthday, uh, Mark. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Thanks, fellas. Yeah. I'm going to do 40 dabs for you today, Mark. In honor of you. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I I'm love just that idea. <laughs> the man who did 40 dabs. I could write your memoirs because you won't be alive after that. Danielle just like bust down the door. I heard that. <laughs> 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 it gets to be about 10 30 and she's just like what's going on in there she like tries to open the door brad's just like fucking laying passed out she just hears this snoring going on she's like well at least he's alive <laughs> oh, God. it wouldn't be the first time she finds you yeah no, she just clicks the light this has happened before <laughs> she brings you a blanket yeah <laughs> i just realized thanks babe <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we want to make sure we hit our social medias. You know, we want to send all our fans. Check those out. Instagram, definitely. Uh, Facebook, everything else. Uh, we got all the pod platforms rolling, man. So it's, you know, we're just chugging along here. Like we said, episode 27. So we're just going to keep cranking out the content and let this whole thing build organically. But I do want to say, you know, we appreciate all those guys out there listening, downloading, and getting all these fantasy nuggets from us. So. Thank you. For sure. I agree, man. Any anybody out there who's given us the listens, your 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 gold NAR books, man. Like that's that's awesome. And you know, tell your friends. Get get people by and if they could subscribe or you could subscribe, that'd be great. Uh we'll get automatically downloaded into your pod platform and we're sitting there ready to rock and give you the give you the gold advice as well. So let's do it. <laughs> you can be our Acapulco Golds, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll send you some in the mail, maybe. You keep saying that. That's going to be on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not involved in this. <laughs> he tends to procrastinate, listeners. So keep, don't don't be waiting at that mailbox. I have I have contacts at the postal service. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get into it. The big news that came down. Uh, there was a. Well, Le'Veon Bell got released from the Jets, and just a few days later, he is now signed with the defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Brad, I'll send it over to you first, man, because uh, I don't think Rich is very happy about this. <laughs> uh, Brad, why don't you start us off on a lighter note? What do you think about Bell going to the Chiefs, man? It's the same as McCoy going last year. I'm not that concerned. I mean, Andy Reid has this affinity towards veteran leadership in the running back role especially as he's going in there. So I see, I mean, you don't draft a rookie like that. And he's shown us nothing that he's proven that they need a running back like that. So it's just to me, they want leadership and a fall through guy in case he gets hurt. So I would, I mean, sure. He's going to take some touches away, but if anything, I think that just helps out dash even more. Cause he'll be more productive with those touches. I don't know. Maybe rich uh, shares different ideas, but well, I mean, are you nervous about it or I'll tell you, this is like, the landing spot that I dreaded once he was released. Um, Because honestly, you know, I'm not going to say that for sure it's going to just eat at uh, Dash's value. And and for the listeners, I roster Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Dash. I wouldn't say – well, I I know. we got to call them both. we got to go back and forth calling them one thing. Yeah, otherwise it's just like Dash, Dash, Dash. (laughs) Anyway, his value, I can see I can see the picture of Le'Veon Bell coming in, performing well, and eating into his value. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I've also I've also seen him on tape for the past two years and and not seen great shit out of him. So um, mm-hmm. there is that rejuvenation factor. We'll see how it comes out. I do lean more towards him being the LaShawn McCoy value guy of last the last season. You know, Damian Williams was was cruising along. They went ahead and picked up LaShawn McCoy, um, and he really he came in on third downs. I mean, and. And so, if anything, I, I had been seeing Daryl Williams out there on third down. Well, I, I guarantee from now on I'm going to see Le'Veon Bell out there instead. And, you know, uh, a lot of talk of, like, goal line usage. And that that's all well and good, but, you know, I would say I rarely see Kansas City in goal-to-go situations. It, it's a more rare occurrence for that offense. I think they, they score from distance. So it, it's it's more of a thing where I, I'm going to be okay. I, I feel like I still have he, – he may fall back from where I used to view him as running back eight to where now I might view him as running back 12. Yeah, I got you, man. I mean, and uh, I did see the comments Le'Veon Bell said. He chose the Chiefs. He wants to win the Super Bowl. So he's trying to say the right things, but, you know, just his personality and the way everything fell apart with the Jets and the Steelers – you know, I'm a little surprised that Andy Reid would bring in the risk factor like a guy like Bell, but they're going to roll with it. And then some more news we got, guys, that came down was Melvin Gordon, more running back news. He was arrested for a DUI, allegedly. so it looks like uh, it's alleged DUI. Uh, I'm just kidding. I just like it. They always say that. You're like, come on, man. You know you yeah. did it. <laughs> I don't know if you had to blow in the uh, breathalyzer or had to do the alphabet backwards or any of that fun stuff, but... Uh, yeah, man, he got a DUI, so it looks like he will be suspended at some point here. Rich, have you heard anything else on this one? Uh, just that Fangio made some comments today after practice and said he let him practice. They're waiting on a word from the NFL. They don't think they'll uh, suspend him any more than what the NFL does, but he did use the term lengthy suspension was his expectation. Um, so that's a little scary. I I didn't think guys got suspended for, you know, four games for a DUI, but um, maybe that's a shift in policy. Shit's different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. That plays, I guess, because that that seems different to me. I I thought DUIs were more of like two games, um, but you use the term lengthy. That's kind of weird on that. So I'm not sure what we'll see there, but definitely a suspension coming down at some point. I mean, lengthy is somewhat of a relative term. So lengthy to him could mean two games. It could mean six games to someone else. So, I don't know. I think it wouldn't be surprised if it was two to three games. I guess that could be. It looks like Philip Lindsay is going to be healthy at this point and get the start uh, in his spot. Uh, I'm not sure is it confirmed that Melvin Gordon's going to miss this weekend's game, but definitely he's looking that way, and that would elevate Philip Lindsay. Yeah, they, they, they may not come down with the decision this week, so it may actually end up that Melvin Gordon plays this week. Could be that he plays a couple more weeks before they hand down discipline. So it's kind of a weird thing, just something to you'll have to monitor yeah. as it comes as the news comes. Right on. Uh, and before we get into it, you know, we might have to make a weekly segment of any more COVID bullshit that we need to be aware <laughs> of. Like, people testing positive, games getting moved. I mean, just put it all on my plate, man, because it's just a giant mess, anyways. No, so far this week we did have reports of Atlanta had some positive tests this morning. This is Thursday. Um, they're doing their confirmation and their contact tracing type stuff right now. So we we, we might get word of a postponement tomorrow. 
Um, we might get well, there has it, these cases have kind of shifted both ways. They go from this moment, mm-hmm. they either go to that postponement or they go into everything's clear like the next day. So hopefully tomorrow morning, Friday morning, uh, we'll be getting some good uh, information about what came back with our tests again. And, and we'll see. We'll see if we get this thing. It would shift to Tuesday, I think, would be the first thing that they do. I think they're going to shift it, try to give themselves the time. If they have the time and it works out, then they'll go for to Tuesday. Otherwise, they'll start with putting it on. I would assume those two teams would go to a bye week first, that same process. And then, mm-hmm. you know, again, it would be shifting other games again. It's it's going to affect the schedule. It's it's tough, man. I, I was like, you know, I was planning on Chargers defense for this week, and they're out of that. Like, that stuff's going to happen a lot. Like, I usually like to plan my my roster <laughs> weeks in advance, and I, I can't do that this year. Right. Yeah. Well, think about the players from their perspective. They're like, yo, the they look forward. You know, these players look forward to their bye weeks every single year. They probably got some oh, yeah. type of family trip or something planned or something going on. And all of a sudden, it's like, yo, you got a different bye weeks. Cancel your plans. The NFL has even come down with new regulations and stuff. They're not allowed to leave their home city on bye week now. Like if you have a if you have a scheduled bye week, they're not going to be allowed to leave. They they are kind of clamping okay. it down. The NFL is putting in a lot of different rules. I could go for freaking a long time about the rules but they're going basically all you need to know is they are clamping down so hopefully mm-hmm. we start to just see this stuff diminish and we can start pushing through this stuff so that's the hope yeah and that game to keep an eye on is going to be atlanta at minnesota so if the uh yeah. there's more positive tests on atlanta you could see a delay or a postponement there all right guys let's go ahead and get into this uh week six slate man we got some good games and Rich, I'm going to send it to you first because this is going to be a hell of a game. We got Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. It's Green Bay going to Tampa. And, uh, yeah, just a huge matchup. Both of these are pretty good teams, contending type of teams. So what are you seeing uh, from this game, bro? Uh, we got the old man quarterbacks who are coming in and performing. I, I definitely I definitely think this will be Aaron Rodgers' first test. This is the first defense that's mm. he, that he's actually faced. So, Definitely will be interested to see what what happens when you have a defense on the other side of the ball that not only shuts down the run, but can affect the pass game at the same time. So uh, we'll see what happens out there. We will get Devontae Adams back on the Green Bay side. Um, so that's pretty full practice today. Tampa Bay side, we should see Chris Godwin coming back. Um, so just something to look out there. And I think I was telling, I was telling you before pre-show, but, um, Cameron Brate's a guy I'm, I'm interested in. I'm looking at as a tight end. I, I, I rostered OJ Howard earlier in the year and right before he goes down, Tom Brady was finding that rhythm with him. So I think he would like to find a pass catching tight end right now. And to be honest with you, that is not what Rob Gronkowski can bring to the table. So I think Cameron Braid, he may need a week or two before he's your starting tight end. But if you get if you got one of those underperformers, he might be someone to look into. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't seen a defense like this this year. And He's going to make some mistakes. Uh, it's not going to be as easy pickings as they once had with other teams. But uh, I do think Tampa Bay will come will prevail being at home. Yeah, and on the injury front, it looks like a lot of the pass catchers could play in this game for Tampa. Uh, Mike Evans is trending towards playing. Same with Chris Godwin, a couple of the other guys. So if, if Brady has his, uh, you know full arsenal uh, – I would expect, you know, Tampa Bay to perform pretty well in this game, but 
I don't know. We could go ahead and pick a score. Are you guys thinking Green Bay remains undefeated? I'm going to say Tampa Bay 27, Packers 24. Man, that's the exact 24. score I had. I had 31-24. <laughs> Did you hear me, Mark? That was that was the exact score I yeah. had in my head. Tampa Bay 27-24. Said... <laughs> yeah, I got ta- Tampa 31-24. Okay. Right so on, we're man. We're all uh, picking – yeah, hell yeah. Let's get these Packers their first loss of the year. I'm on board with that, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Mr. Bears fan says yes. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Mark, wh- why don't we actually send the next game to you? See how <laughs> Chicago, up, Carolina, that's your game, man. Yeah. What do you think of that's this game? game? It's your well, birthday. You're going to watch the weekend. I mean, it's got to be a fun weekend for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the one game I'm going to watch for sure. So, um, You know, you're going to watch three games this week, right? <laughs> Baby steps. We're we're Uh, gonna dial you up, Mark. We're gonna dial you. You're gonna go from one to three. You agreed. You agreed. We have it on recording. (laughs) That's why we record these. With this game, guys, the Bears are coming in at four and one. Probably the most improbable four and one team I can think of right now. And you know they're going to Carolina, which is always a tough place to play. And. It's the Mike Davis revenge game. You know, that's how I'm looking at it. So Mike Davis, you know, he was unceremoniously cut by the Bears, and he's definitely found a new life in Carolina. So I would expect him to try to punish the Bears, but their defense does have a knack for holding teams to field goals. So what are you thinking on this game, Rich? I like the sound of that field goal stuff. I got Joey Sly, so I like that sound. Uh, I do I do see that kind of playing. I, I, I can see Chicago allowing – Carolina to move the ball a lot, but definitely clamping down in the red zone. Um, I think that's a pretty good analysis there. Um, but I do think I do think this Carolina offense has what it takes to move the ball against the Bears. Um, sometimes that that attacking defense and that over aggressive defense can like lend itself to letting a guy like Mike Davis slip out, um, or you know yeah. just make that make that one hit and move, and then uh oh. You've got a problem. So I I, I, I see yeah. Carolina moving the ball in this game. I see Carolina um, having good offensive weapons and being able to that, – that offense is designed pretty well. I think what Matt Rule and, and uh, Joe Brady are doing there is pretty special, actually. So look out, especially on Carolina, when they do get Christian McCaffrey back. Uh, Mike Davis has yeah. been dope. Mike Davis has been dope, but he is he's no offense, not Christian McCaffrey. He's He's oh. been very good, very suitable, but, man – Man, will that look different when they come back with Christian McCaffrey healthy? I I can't believe Carolina has been so good this year, to be honest with you. So I yeah. I picked Carolina in that game to win this game. Um, I think Chicago comes off the high of that win over Tampa Bay, and there's more of a letdown game for them. I concur. I actually think it's going to be uh, Carolina's going to come up to an early lead. Nick Foles is going to have his magic, try to you know come come back, and then Carolina is going to drive down and just kick the game winning field goal. So I say like 23-20. Well, you know what, guys? It's my birthday. So probably for the first time all year, I'm going to pick the Bears. And I'm <laughs> forecasting maybe a couple defensive touchdowns out of the blue. You know, the defense has been playing great. They haven't been getting in the end zone. So maybe they can force Bridgewater into some mistakes. So a couple. I'll take Bears, uh, Bears 24-23 Bears. Brad again. Was that you, Brad? It was. But hey, at least you can meet that out. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I'm leaving. Uh, I'll leave, I'm leaving your demerits in there. Hey, man, I just got received money from <laughs> Zell, so uh, I'm pretty excited. I just got my. That. He just got paid. I just got paid. That's cool. No, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, we picking this game then. Uh, I'm gonna have to pick Carolina and break your heart here, Mark. Uh, I'm gonna pick Carolina in a close one, 24-21. Right on, guys. All right, let's move it along to Monday Night Football. Rich, the Redbirds are heading to Big D to take on the Red Rifle, and it's going to be Andy Dalton at the helm for Dallas. Uh, you know, I'm wondering, is Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray in a primetime game? Let's. I hope he kind of shows the world what he can do, man, because I, I feel like he's still under the radar in, in some parts. I think the, the, the radar kind of wanes on him. If he has a, uh, an off game, it's like, oh, oh, he's no good. We were wrong. He, it's, it's wrong. But, yeah. So they don't, they don't see it like we see it game to game, and it's like, no, this kid's got real freaking talent. He's got to get some decision-making stuff down, and that's reading the field and stuff. I think defenses are learning to play a little more zone on him and kind of make him make those decisions where sometimes he'll make that error out there. So interesting to see. We'll see him on the big stage. Like you said, he's played in the stadium a lot. He's he played there at Oklahoma. He played there as a high oh, school no guy. So he, he's ready. Nice. He's ready to do this. So he, he knows the stadium. He, he, that's his hometown area. So like looking forward to that. Um, I am concerned about the Cardinals going in this game, man. Uh, I'll be honest with you. The defense has always been my concern. Like, now that the offense is looking better and getting more and more consistent, that's all good. And I think that comes, you know, natural to us at the back half of the season. What's scaring me right now is the defense. And I mean, we did lose Chandler Jones. Yeah. He is out. He is out for the year, man. So that's a uh, tough one, bro. Yeah, that's the heart and soul of the defense. So I don't. It's and and that's when our defense is struggling. So. Cowboys are going to chew it up on us, man. It's this game is going to let itself to a major, major shootout because both these defenses are not prepared for what these offenses can do. Um, even with, even with, we're going to see the first game out of Andy Dalton. I expect a big game out of Andy Dalton. To be honest with you, uh, he's better than Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco had no a bunch doubt. of a bunch of shit ready to hit last week. So, I'm scared. I mean, I'm scared in the terms of. How much points are we going to give up? How many points are the Cardinals D going to give up this week? You know, are we talking forty right. burgers for both these teams? Oh, it's a possibility. 40. Man. I was going to say thirty. Forty burgers. Wow. I think this is in the forties, man. I think one of these teams is getting to forty, and the other team's probably in the thirties. But well, let me ask you this, there. Rich: Is Zeke going to eat? Well, everyone's going to eat. Everyone's going to eat. The yeah, Thanksgiving everyone. dinner. Thanksgiving dinner in October, man. Everyone will have a hearty meal. Yeah, we got leftovers out the door if you want them too, man. <laughs> yeah. Bring you a Tupperware. <laughs> Bring your own Tupperware. Don't try to take Bring your own Tupperware, though. Yeah, we're not providing the Tupperware here in the building. This is COVID times. Everybody bring your own Tupperwares and let's go. <laughs> uh, my wife will be so stoked we mentioned Tupperware on the pod, dude. Can't wait to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> tell her. She doesn't listen. That's what I was just oh, thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you say that? It's huh. part of marriage. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, oh, real quick on that game, uh, Dallas side, it sounds like they're going to get their linebacker back, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. So that'll, that'll help them defensively, but, you know, not enough. Their corners still suck. Um, everything else still pretty yeah. much sucks. So 
Yeah. It could be a fantasy jackpot situation. And anybody you have on these squads, you got to think about getting in your starting lineup. Even Chase Edmonds, I'm, I'm hovering him over my starting lineup, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get him in there. But I'm considering it, man, just because of this matchup. He's definitely that borderline. Turtle is actually starting both. Borderline flex guy, yeah. I I don't know about starting Zeke and Pollard, though. I think it's more. Don't tell him. Don't tell Turtle. We'll just shut it down right there and move on to the next game, right, Mark? Let's just say he is starting (laughs) Pollard and Zeke. The same team is starting both guys in the same week. So I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. I I do think there are scenarios where that's a good play. I'm just going to say I'm very happy to see that. Are you playing? Are you playing? Well, there's still time for some adjustment. Uh, He may switch that around, I'm guessing. No. Well, he, so. he doesn't have any options. He doesn't, he doesn't have, have any, any options, options. And, he's, and he's already starting to feel the pinch on those waiver moves. Oh boy! Because yeah. you know, a turtle bit of painted into the corner. Turtle's at thirteen already, man. Even <laughs> he's always in the lead, man. <laughs> no matter how many we have, he's in the lead. Aller <laughs> or Lazard is his two options. He loves him some waiver wire, man. That's for sure. All right, <laughs> well, next game up, guys. Um, is going to be Monday Night Football early. Yeah, this is uh, the Chiefs and the Bills. So both of these teams are actually coming off losses this week, man. They were both undefeated. They both lost, and now they play each other. So Mahomes versus Josh Allen, Brad, what are you seeing in this game? And uh, are you think that the Chiefs get back to dominating? Yes. I don't think the Chiefs are a team that likes to lose twice in a row. I think they're going to come out. They're going to be well well formulated and honestly i thought buffalo's defense was a lot better coming in this season but they're a little suspect at times highly suspect yeah so uh i do think kansas city is gonna have their way with them and buffalo is gonna have a little tough time with kansas city i feel like they're gonna get after josh Allen a little bit and he's gonna have some he's gonna be rushed throwing the balls it doesn't mean he's not gonna be able to complete the ball and stuff it just won't be as easy coming as it usually is so I see the Kansas City actually handling this one pretty pretty heftily. Yeah, Buffalo's run D is pretty suspect. Pass D is getting a little suspect too. They may they may get Tredavious White back again this week, but when you look at what those corners are going to have to do against these weapons, I mean, that's that, there's just too much there. I mean, you look at what uh, I think Josh Norman would end up on Miko Hardman, that's, that's a mismatch. He'll get burned, you know. Uh, that's something for you to look out for, Mark. So look at look at Tre'Davious White this week. If if he starts, he's going to put him out there on Hill, um, and then you end up with Josh Norman on your guy. That's that's advantageous for you. Josh Norman just got tossed like yeah, I was about to say that. A Derrick Henry <laughs> stiff arm. So I'm not sure if he's recovered from that yet. His pride may never recover. <laughs> I've seen people in the garage throw a hand towel the same way that he threw Josh Norman. <laughs> like, he's just like, nah, I don't need this. Yeah. Get away. Man, that was hilarious. Yeah, Derek Henry has thrown some massive stiff arms in his career, dude. I will give him that much. But anyways, yeah, we were talking about that KC Buffalo game, man. Uh, I, I kind of think that Buffalo may get their second loss in this game, man. And the Chiefs just get back to doing what they do. and. Uh, who knows? Maybe Le'Veon Bell will get on the field, huh? No, no Le'Veon this week. He um, because of the COVID yeah. stuff, shifting team to team, uh, 
Um, he's not going to be available this week. So Is even with, I would say quarantine. No, not two weeks. He'll oh. he'll be available to practice next week. Okay. Um, so you know he'll probably be on the field next week. Um, I, I, honestly, as somebody who's like had to deal with the thought process on this situation. I'm not as worried as I was two hours ago, to be honest with you. I was, I was stressed <laughs> when I when I first got the news. I was just like, "Dude, what the fuck just happened here? Like, this is unbelievable. This motherfucker, Le'Veon Bell's got to come and fuck me over again. I didn't even have nothing to do with this guy. I didn't try to draft you this year. I didn't fucking say your name, and then fucking here you are, fucking up my season. It's because you never accepted his apology. I should have accepted the apology. You should have." <laughs> Looking back, He's like, well, I all right, well, fuck you then. I'm gonna fuck you yeah. over. Yeah. Well, no, I, honestly, I but I do have a little positivity about it. Think about that. Like, he's not going to play this week, so that's good. That's a good sign. Dash has this one last opportunity to really show out, and he's got the Buffalo defense to do it against. So, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping Dash comes out with a big game this weekend and. And tears them up, basically. Um, other side of the ball, I did want to mention, you know, if John Brown's going to sit again or even maybe not, uh, I think this Gabe Davis dude is on the radar, man. He's a rookie. He's he's tearing it up. He's he's kind of filling that same role that John Brown would, would fill in that offense. So speedster and, and can catch the ball, too. He's, he's looking good. So it's a name to keep your eye on. Right on, guys. Next game up is going to be – uh, we mentioned it a little earlier. It's the game you need to keep a little COVID watch on. It's Atlanta at Minnesota. So, Rich, I mean, so assuming this game goes off as scheduled, you know, both of these teams have really good offenses, and they both have really terrible records right now. And uh, the Falcons, man, are rolling out with a whole new coaching staff. So what are you expecting, my friend? Uh, it's tough to gauge these first games. I definitely think they're – they're a hard position to really understand what that team is going to be bringing to the table that week, um, what the mentality of that team is. So that's that's a difficult thing to gauge your handicap. But what I will tell you is um, what I can tell you from watching what happens on the field, uh, Minnesota's offense should be able to literally just push Atlanta's defense all over the field. Uh, they are not matched well for what Minnesota is going to be bringing to the table. That offensive line is doing very well. The passing offense should be on point this weekend. Atlanta is, is the worst pa- – or no, I'm sorry, like the third worst passing defense uh, this year. So it should be a good day for all the Minnesota weapons. I don't see how Atlanta comes in on the road under a new coach right. and – provides anything of value in this game uh not to say that like you know they're still gonna throw the ball i feel i still think that they're obviously gonna be lent to that and be behind in this game so they'll be throwing the ball um honestly like it seems like a pretty regular occurrence but todd Gurley probably gets another jump touchdown but um solid (laughs) he'll get his 60 yards to 60 to 80 yards and he's gonna touchdown or two each week (laughs) he is he is so junky this year, but it's all good. I love him for it. Productions, productions. He just rolls in the junk, man. He rolls around in the junk all day. The junkyard dog. Mm-hmm. Defenses somehow make these mistakes sometimes. They're just like, oh, look at this. This is a lane that, you know, Mark Engelhardt could run down. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'd stroll down it. I'd moonwalk down that motherfucker. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, with uh, Matt Ryan and uh, is Julio Jones uh, on the trade block, Rich? Um, Julio, are you picking up anything like that? Well, he might be in our league. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. He might be in a lot of fantasy leagues. Um, I don't think. Yeah, he's no in, doubt. I don't think he's on the trade block, but I mean, you don't know what's going on there. They, I mean, they they didn't really squash the whole thing about Matt Ryan. So you never know where this yeah. thing could go in the next two weeks with all these players. It could be wild what we see happen. If yeah. Matt Ryan gets traded out of there, that's that's insanity. So um, I haven't heard anything specific on Julio being on the block, but you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know what could happen there. He's still not practicing too. So, but a yeah. tough a tough guy this year to roster. I mean, it's got to be frustrating. Yeah, I just don't know what team's really going to go after Matt Ryan. It seems like a lot of teams are, I mean, the Jets maybe. I don't know. I think they like Sam Darnold even. So it's hard for me to imagine what team would go after him. But I can see a lot of teams going after Julio. Like who doesn't want a stud wide receiver? So I can see Julio getting moved, but not Matt Ryan. Yeah, we didn't get into it in that trade stuff last last week or last episode, but – there's some wide receivers. Michael Thomas could be on the move. AJ Green could be on the move. And yeah, there's just like this disgruntled receiver thing going on. So yeah, picking up Julio, man. <laughs> what if the Patriots picked up Julio? Jesus. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could turn into a fire sale in Atlanta, man. If they drop to 0 6, and uh, it could be a total rebuild at that point. So. Uh, all right, guys, we'll squeeze in one more game here before the break, before the intermission. And, Brad, this is a good game to talk about, man. The Patriots in Denver, it was postponed last week. Looks like they're going to get it in this week. Cam is back on the practice field. Um, apparently his COVID is recovered from that, so that's good to see. Uh, have you heard anything if Drew Locke is going to be back uh, under center for Denver anytime soon, bro? Yeah, I think it's trending that way, but I, I think it's still going to be game time decision. Uh, but I do think the Patriots are going to come prepared. You give Bill Belichick two weeks for any opponent, yeah. and he's he's going to have a game plan. He's going to be in a foul mood after this shit. Yeah, and, and Denver, man, they've been dealing with injuries on their own. So I feel like they're just going to be, you know, going into, you know, the Patriots stadium. They're just going to be mismatched. It's going to be a tough fight for him. Cam Newton's coming back. He wants to prove something this season. And I think this COVID thing with him having to sit out a game, kind of like, wow, I might not get my opportunity. So I think now every opportunity he's getting, he's going to even make more of it. So I think he, he he's going to be pretty dangerous in this game. So I expect a lot. Even though Denver's defense is pretty good, I do think the Patriots, uh, they've got a newfound run attack, which makes more balance. Cam can rush the ball in pretty get those first downs and, you got speedy wide receivers, so I like it. I like what they're doing. You know, it's funny. I was going to say about the Patriots. Um, I th- I've talked to you about this off air before, Brad, but, like, why as, like, okay, Bill Belichick, honestly, got to give him all the respect in the world. The guy's a brilliant, brilliant mind, right? Well, I guess maybe it falls on Josh McDaniels a little bit since he runs the offense. But I have an issue when I watch this stuff because they have, you know, Damian Harris or when, you know, a couple years back when it was Sony Michelle who was actually performing well back then. Um, they have it too segmented where this running back does this and this running back does this. They barely ever run the ball with James White. 
okay? And they barely right. ever throw the ball to Damian Harris or Sony Michelle. They need to mix it up a little bit. And I, I don't know if that's always just been, you know, a, a, mechan- a mechanism of Sony Michelle can't catch the ball, but I've felt like he was at least decent enough. When he was, when this is granted rookie year, I felt differently about Sony Michelle. I don't feel this way about him anymore. He's garbage. I'm glad he's garbage because I mm-hmm. roster Damian Harris. But, you know, as a coaching staff, I don't know why they don't shift to at least switching that ratio back and forth. I would, I would right. prefer to see James White carry the ball sometimes. I would prefer to see them have that flip-flop instead because it's too easy to predict. I mean, yeah. they still have they still have to execute, no doubt, even knowing what's coming. But mix it up with them and you can confuse the defense. So I've, I've, I've struggled with that because obviously they're brilliant minds there in new England, but just mix it in a little bit. I think sprinkle it in, confuse the factors on the defensive side. It's kind of like uh Belichick's telegraphing it, you know, when he's got, he's got Damian Harris in there, they're going to do this. If he's got Burkhead yeah. in there, it's going to be this kind of play. Yeah. And I, yeah. I feel the same way with Matt Nagy. I mean, when you put Cordero yeah. Patterson in the backfield, uh, I don't think you're fooling anybody there, uh, Matt Nagy. So, uh, yeah, man, I know exactly what you're saying. It's like they're telegraphing it too much or it's, it's like predetermined that, okay, this guy's going to get the ball this entire drive and, you yeah. know, they're not keeping the defense off balance in that regard. But I do hope I do hope also. I mean, when you get it all working, you get all those pieces back now with Damian Harris, yeah. James White, Cam Newton, Nikhil Harry. I think it's going to flow pretty nicely. I think we talked about it in the off season that they should be able to scheme it up and get this offense really flowing. Man, if if Cam Newton's performing is what we said back then, and I think we've seen that Cam Newton can perform this year, so I think we'll see that. All right, guys. Well, Brad, look around, man. That's right. Once again, it is time for the herbal intermission. And guys, uh, you know, we're all just kind of celebrating tonight. It's a party. So like we said, man, smoke them if you got them. Uh, Kick back and, uh, you know, we're going to get into the rest of these week six games before we close it out, man. So what's going on over there, Rich? Uh, How's that orange kush treating you, bro? The orange kush has been delicious. I've feel like it's probably just starting to kick in for me nicely here i started right before we got on so um i'm feeling pretty good man i had a little bit of a headache going earlier too so that sucker's gone and um i'm also cooking through some nice nice vape today i got vape i got a new flavor i'm not gonna review it or anything let's not let's not get it all into that oh what did i do here look at look at my animalistic tendencies earlier i ripped off the cover and i can't find where's the cover at oh here we go <laughs> they, they put the tape on the wrong part of this shit so i fucking i cracked that fucker open though <laughs> it caused you to go into beast mode I, I went a little crazy i did i was not happy with that packaging <laughs> uh ice cream cookies though is this vape flavor mark ice cream cookies Alright. It's fucking delicious, Sweet, though. man. Ice cream cookies. Yeah, that sounds good. So it's kind of like you're double fisting over there, man. You got the beverage. You got the vape. That's uh, I like that. Hey, you said smoke them if you got them. Well, I'm drinking them because oh, I got them and puffing them because I got them. <laughs> I think he's prepared. It's a party, right? He's prepared. <laughs> it's a fucking party. I thought we were hanging out tonight. Yeah, man. <laughs> Someone's turning oh, 40. Yeah. You gotta fucking get lit up. <laughs> 
Ain't nothing but a gangster party. Boom, boom. <laughs> Big 4 0, man. Did you say boom? Yeah. Boom, boom. boom. <laughs> hey, I have a request, Brad, for my birthday. Can uh, Dimitri come hang out? Yeah, he should join the party, man. I didn't, did we yeah. invite him? Where's, where's he, he been? Invite. He come when you ask. You ask, I'm here. What? You want I'm to talk? I'm glad you can make it, man. It's been a long it's, time. We haven't had you on in a long time. It's a tiny closet. He sits in here all day. Not all day. <laughs> Just, what'd you do with Brad? Barely room for my goat. What'd you, what'd you do with Brad, man? He took a walk. Oh, okay. He'll be back? Okay. Right. Well, sometime. Sometime. Yeah. Uh, what's what's, what's with come? you? What's to you? <laughs> what's to you? You, you? you need to know? I mean, he'll oh, be back. Do you have any... Do you have any... Fa- okay, all right, yeah, let's let's move on. Do you have any fancy advice for us, Dimitri? Yeah, win. Win? Is, that's that's win. good advice, man. I'll, I'll try to take that this week. Yes. I'll try to take I'm gonna, that. I'm going to write beat, that Beat down. your opponent handsomely. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll write I that down. I wrote that down, too. Dimitri. I wrote win, so I got win. that. I'm going to circle it. There we go. All right. Yes. Uh, I appreciate make, it. That's some... Sage good advice idea. you good, got there. Good man. idea. So, did you bring any vodka to the closet with you today? To me, vodka. Yes, I always bring vodka. <laughs> you always have vodka with you. Yes, we addressed this last time. I brushed my teeth with vodka. You, you guys take little tiny. What do you call like our uh, tiny glasses, and you shoot them like. Little babies, I don't get it. <laughs> they they come in bottle. You drink bottle. Yeah, Dimitri, you ever smoke weed? You ever, you ever taking part in the cannabis? Once or twice. Yeah. What'd you think about yes. it? It's uh, it tingles. <laughs> it oh. tingles. It feels oh. good. I, I I like, but. Uh, don't want to get how you say uh, too crazy. So <laughs> I uh, take it easy. Stick to my vodka. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I have. Oh, got to go. Are we, are we up? We out of time. We're out of time. We're out of time with Dimitri. Is Brad we, back. What's up? We're glad to have you, man. Hey, oh, hey. Oh man, that was crazy. I've never been locked in my own closet before. What the fuck? <laughs> There's fucking goat really hair everywhere. everywhere. What the fuck? There's fucking goat. <laughs> oh man. Huh? Yeah, you fucking meet you, didn't you, Mark? Fucking. That's my birthday, man. Who's cleaning this shit up, man? You gonna come out here and clean this shit up? You fucking made a mess. It's fucking crazy. Oh, Him and his goat. Him and his goat. A Russian Anyways. guy with a goat and a bottle of vodka was just in your closet. That's blowing my yeah. mind right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. That's a that is a quality impression, man. It it takes me away for a second, dude. That's an that's that's an all time that's an all timer classic on that herbal intermission there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect, bro. 
<laughs> my birthday feels complete now since Dimitri stopped by. To say what Perfect. Up? Perfect. Hey, as long as the circle gets bigger, Mark, Perfect. that's the whole purpose. Yeah. It's going to keep growing, and believe me. Hopefully next time, maybe we'll give Hive one time, see what happens. I think that's we're going to develop a OFP hotspot in uh, Moscow at this point, man. They're, they're going to be on board. Yeah, I gave him a cookie once. Didn't tell him it was inedible. I didn't see him for a couple of days, so he got a little crazy on it. So <laughs> he didn't know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. All right, Dimitri, do you want to stick around for the rest of the show before I? Uh... Dude, I kicked his ass <laughs> out, man. He's done. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking no. over with. I'm not cleaning. He's already he's already made I'm a mess, Mark. He, leave, yeah. I'll send him to your house. How about that? No, you guys hang out. You take Russian care of his fucking yeah. <laughs> Amazing how the script changed now. Oh, yeah, have him over. Oh, no, I don't want him over. All right, guys. That was uh, quite the herbal intermission. It was a birthday edition. And, yeah, man, that's fuck. That was a good party, dude. So here we <laughs> are coming out of it. <laughs> the party's going to keep going, man. We're just going to mm-hmm. talk about fantasy football at this point. Some more. So yeah. uh, let's. Go ahead and go to this game, guys. Uh, the 49ers have looked pretty rough lately, and the Rams are coming to town. They're 4-1, and one, so I don't know. This is the Sunday Night Football game, Rich. I mean, uh, the Niners are so beat up, but I, I get the feeling they might be playing a little angry on Sunday night and give the Rams a run for their money. How are you seeing that, man? That's kind of where I'm leaning to. I think Jimmy G has, has been practicing this week, so if he's more healthy – Hopefully he's he's a little more steady back there. I think that was affecting some of his of his throws. Uh, the more I looked at that tape, I hope I hope for better quarterback play there. But I'm starting to get a little concerned. Is it going to be bad quarterback play? But um, yeah, I think I think that does play Mark when you talk about losing to Philadelphia, losing very badly to Miami last week Uh, and and then coming into a divisional game. I think there might be focus here on the San Francisco side. So not that they're necessarily going to win the game. Um, Probably play a much better game though. I I, I don't expect what I saw from last Sunday to to translate to this Sunday. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that they will play a much better game, but I mean, Aaron Donald and that and the Rams, they've been playing really well. Their offense mm-hmm. is clicking. So I, I just think it's going to be too much for them to handle. But they will play better, but it will be a much closer game. And I do see the Rams being victorious. Yeah, man. It's almost like with the Niners, George Kittle has to put the whole team, like the whole offense on his back if they're going to you know, have a chance because they're just – and then on the defense, I mean, losing you know, Nick Bosa, that's just – that's tough. And they lost a couple other guys along the line, so – uh, definitely a rough start for the Niners, and I, I would foresee the Rams going in and playing well. I can see uh, – I don't know. What do you make of this L.A. backfield in this game, Brad? Um, you think somebody's going to emerge this week? No, I think it's going to be committees. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll see a committee for, for a few more weeks and then, you know, let him get to about midseason and make a, make a, a decision. I think, we'll, us, I think we'll eventually see someone start to take over in this backfield. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, on to the next one. We're going to hit them with a little bit of rapid fire here. We got the Bengals and the Colts, Brad. Let me ask you this, man. Could this be Phillip Rivers' uh, last game as a starter? 
if he keeps throwing those ducks up there, man, I mean, how how could Indy not make a move? Because the rest of their team is pretty great. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised that they even made the move for, for him in the first place. I mean, anyone saw him throwing the ball last year on tape is like, this guy doesn't have it. So, I mean, I, I can't believe they brought him in. So because they brought him in tells me that that means they're going to kind of stick with him. So, I mean, I can't really see them taking him out. And since he's not really a great team, so, I mean, I kind of see them losing to Cleveland and them kind of kind of like taking it to Cincy. Taking it, I mean, Cincy's a great team to take your revenge on. So, <laughs> no yeah, it's kind of like they're the Just dog. Just ask Baltimore. <laughs> the Jets and Cincy are kind of like the dog of the NFL. Everyone likes to kick them. So, I do That's think Indy will be victorious, so that will kind of – you know, Philip Rivers gets another win, so he'll, he'll kind of stick around, I think, all year. Unless he kind of gets hurt, I, I don't see them kind of pulling him. I think what it is with Philip Philip Rivers is uh, that he has that connection with the coaching staff. He, he He's worked with Frank Reich before, so they, they have that tie and they have that trust. So I think you're absolutely right. I, I don't think their plan this year is to go anywhere away from Philip Rivers. They will ride what Philip Rivers is able to bring to them, even though, yeah, it, it, it looks rough. It looks rough a lot of times, but they do play in a dome. Um, so it's it's entirely possible, you know, that they're they're looking for a home game in, in the playoffs if they can win their division. So they're banking on that, I think, this year. Um, they're, they're a very good team. This defense should pound on Cincy. Uh, I, I fear for Joe Burrow a lot when I watch uh, Cincy yeah. play. He puts himself at risk a lot. He, He's a, da- a dangerous guy. He plays dangerous. Yeah, and there was a little bit of a turmoil with A.J. Green. I don't know if he wants a trade or he left, uh, went out of the game. So I don't know what to make of that. And the rest of the offense for Cincy, I just, I mean, they just got beat up by Baltimore, and now they come in and play India. I, I agree, Rich. Uh, that could be dark clouds forming for Joe Burrow this weekend, man. He might have a rough game. All right, guys, next up on the list, we have the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. So Tennessee's coming off that big win on TNF Tuesday night football. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they get to play again on Sunday, and, you know, uh, Houston's coming to town. They finally got their first win. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Derrick Henry, if he's going to keep just stiff-arming people into next Tuesday, that's going to – uh, I mean, that just bodes well for this team. Tennessee is a scary team when they are got all their pieces clicking. So I would expect them to handle Houston in this game. What do you see in Rich? I lean that direction. I think I think Tennessee is a very well-rounded team. Uh, uh, top to bottom, the whole roster is filled with just these guys. They may not be the biggest of names on the defense and all that, but in the offensive line, you're not hearing about all those guys. Like even even a Jonu Smith on some people's he's a, he's under the radar for people where like these are real great players and this is a real great coaching staff um, when they're honed in like this they're a scary team for sure the efficiency of that offense is is unbelievable and what that's able to do for a team is also called ball control you know what I mean that's that's a huge element to what they do and that puts their defense in good situations um, I definitely see that for this game again. The same game plan they brought for Josh Allen, they can bring that same game plan defensively for Deshaun Watson and kind of neutralize what those guys like to do. So I think it's I think it carries over for them, and I do see a, a dominating win for Tennessee. Yeah, I think that this offense is something that you got to talk about. 
because rarely do you see the A.J. Brown, a speedy big wide receiver like that on the side, mixed with a Derrick Henry, who's just a beast of a back. And then you have a tight end like Janu Smith, who can literally just, he's almost like a wide receiver out there. So literally, who are you going to get? Because whoever you guard, they're going to burn you with the other two. And if you guard mm-hmm. two, then they'll just go that one the whole game. So it's really like one of the best, most balanced offenses I've seen in a long time. Just because they can pound it down your throat, they can beat you deep, or they can mismatch you all over up and down the middle. So, I mean, that's why Tannehill is so successful. And Tannehill's been uber accurate. Like, he's not really missing throws, dude. He doesn't leave that shit on the field. When A.J. Brown beats somebody, he gets him the ball in stride. Nice, guys. All right, next up on the uh, games here is Baltimore. The Ravens are at Philly. So this game, I mean, Philly has got to be in must-win mode at this point, even though they're in a bad division. But, you know, you got Baltimore coming to town after they just spanked Cincy last week. And uh, I'm not sure what to expect out of this game. But, Brad, let me ask you this, man. What's going on with Zach Ertz? He's been a little bit of a apparition out there this year. I haven't seen him too much. Yeah, I mean – I think his age is getting up there, and this is the whole reason why they didn't want to pay him. It's just because, I mean, I mean, I know Godair's on IR, but I see it's, you know, his time is there is kind of is up, and it's kind of showing. So, I mean, he catches a ball here and there for a touchdown, but he's not really relevant in the offense. They're looking more for the wide receivers, and that's it. It's crazy. The Zach Ertz here is almost done, you know. Yeah. But I do think, though, Philly is going to be pretty much mishandled this whole game. Baltimore's defense is just insane. So they're going to they're gonna tear Wentz up. We've seen him lay on his back many, many times. So <laughs> I think he's going to get pushed bound, tackled. I would be surprised they had like five, seven sacks in this, two, three interceptions, a fumble, yeah. and possibly a, maybe even a, another touchdown. So I see them really handle him handsomely, and Philly just – I don't know how they're going to beat them. I actually have a um, a different take on this game, Brad. To be honest with you, I th- I think Philly well, keeps in the, in this it makes game. Makes it fun. I think Philly keeps in this game. I think, um, especially if Lamar Jackson is still in that kind of hindered, not going to run mode, I think that plays into Philly's defense. So that'll keep them in the game. Now, don't get me wrong, Baltimore's defense has has an advantage over what Philly's offensive line is doing. Um, but oh yeah, that battle, that battle mentality, and I tell you, Philly still is a physical team, regardless of you know. I I think they're playing better than the perception. Let's put it that way. They're they lose I, last week by uh you know nine or ten points or whatever, but that ball game was a two point game heading in and. Philly was driving and so yeah. <laughs> you flip the script on that game last week and Philly walks out of there with like a 36-29 victory or are we talking about this a little different because they'd be on, they'd be on a two-game right. win streak now they, they'd beat San Francisco on the road and they would have beaten Pittsburgh on the road and now they go home to play Baltimore so I like Philly in this spot do you think you don't think they're gonna win though right mm-hmm. it's possible I'm just saying that they just lost to Pittsburgh I think uh-huh. Baltimore is a better team than Pittsburgh. I'd say Philly's a desperate team right now. They 
They're just the they know the division is right there for the taking. They can't keep losing games though, or the Dallas is still gonna win it. You know, I mean they're they're still in this thing despite the bad start and all the offensive line injuries that they have. So I'm looking at Philly like they're gonna hang in this game too, but I'm gonna pick Baltimore to come out on top. I think Baltimore wins by I want to say fourteen, but I'm gonna say ten because I want to play it safe. Handsomely by ten points. If Mark we're picking Reed. this game. If we're picking this game, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick the upset. Philly, 31, Baltimore, 27. Right on, man. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens uh, squeaking one out, 27-24. I'm going to say Ravens, 34, Philly, 23. All right, guys. Uh, next game, we got the Washington football team and the New York football Giants, the 0-5 Giants. The Redskins have had their struggles as well. Rich, does it look like Alex Smith is going to continue to start, or is it, are they going to Kyle Allen again? Um, I haven't uh, been able to keep track of what's going on in Washington. No, it'll be it'll be Kyle Allen this week. He he says he's feeling good. He practiced fully today, so luckily, luckily that'll be good for for my guy, Scary Terry. I, I'm looking forward to this game actually because it's a divisional game. Um, and I think these teams are undervalued. I think they have good defenses. So I'm looking forward to what, what that'll mean for, for the game on Sunday. You know, it's not going to be a heavy scoring game. I'm going to steer clear of putting Scary Terry in my roster this week. He does face a matchup that's not great. Um, I think people would get that impression, 0-5, oh, uh, New York Giants, shitty team. Their defense is actually performing pretty well. And on that defense, they went outside and, uh, the, the corner Bradbury and he's been tearing it up this year. He's been absolutely stellar lockdown corner. So that's the matchup that Terry will have this weekend, Terry McLaurin. So I I, I got to steer clear. But I will tell you uh, on, on the topic of Terry that having stability at quarterback is what I'm looking forward to. Okay, so last yeah. week, uh, people who don't watch, you know, they wouldn't know this, but, you know, uh, Alex Smith had to come in before the half. Uh, Alex Smith was not ready. And then that, that game was full of rain, just like pouring rain the whole second half. So it wasn't a optimal situation to get Terry McLaurin the ball. Uh, you have a week of practice again with Kyle Allen and get out there and just have a full game. That was a fluky thing because Kyle Allen was actually playing pretty well in that game. So I'm looking forward to having good, solid quarterback play there. I think they are still leaning towards getting Alex Smith ready, but they want to get him actually ready. They need – two, three, four more weeks before they'll really feel like they can put them on the field and in and in, a, in a different situation where it's a good situation to go out there and start and get out there and play. All right, guys, last game on the pipeline. It is the 4-1 and one Cleveland Browns going into Pittsburgh, take on these undefeated Steelers. And, Brad, I mean, this game, it's, it's a little hard for me to pick this one. I don't know how to call it. Uh, but the Browns' running game, man, that's the, I think that's going to be the deciding factor is if Cleveland can establish that ground game. Uh, I disagree. I don't think they will be able to establish that. I think it's going to come down to their passing game and Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I think Pittsburgh is going to shut it down and say, you know what, Baker, if you can beat us, you're going to beat us. And I actually don't think he will. I think it's going to be a, a really smash-mouth type game. You know, maybe like a... 24-17, 24-20, something like that game. But I do think Pittsburgh 
They want to stay atop of the vision. They're not going to want Cleveland to come in here. So I do think they're taking them seriously. And I think Cleveland wants to win too. So they're going to come put up a fight. But I do think ultimately Pittsburgh being at home, they'll have the slight edge and they'll be victorious by, you know, by, you know, field goal or less. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree that the Pittsburgh defense, they're going to, they're going to be what able to do what they want to do. I think against this Cleveland offense, um, Cleveland, Cleveland has looked very good, uh, but last week they didn't they didn't face Indy's D as it should be. I thought that would good be a good uh, mirror of what we would see this week, um, but I think if you plug that in in your head about what it would have been, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is going to manhandle. So look out look out for some picks from Baker Mayfield this weekend. I think right on, guys. Yeah, uh, that's. Uh... That is a tough defense we'll be going up against, man. So it remains to be seen if Baker can handle the heat. And, yeah, guys, I mean, uh, Rich, let's get into some waivers here maybe before uh, let the people know a little some waiver nugs. And then we got uh, some burnouts, some Acapulco Golds, and we're going to shut it down. Hell, yeah, man. Um, you know, as per usual, I think every week I've got a pretty good group of wide receivers that are playable guys. Um, one, one guy that's shot to the top of my list here this week is, uh, DJ Chark is, uh, down and out this week. It looks like again. So I I've been liking Chenault, LaVisca Chenault. He's been looking yep. good. Um, he's been looking good as the number two guy. I think he'll look real good as the number one guy too. He's, um, he's doing real good. I still like, um, I, I think I mentioned him before, but Gabe Davis, he's a nice little play, especially with John Brown out. Um, and look around. There's there's a lot of guys. Uh, Aguilar, as we've talked about before, even Travis Fulgham is still less than fifty percent. Higgins less than fifty percent. These guys are good guys. Um, you know, other spots it's it's tougher. We're we're, we're definitely running out of fucking. Yeah. Even the depth there is just like ran out. I mean, you might yeah, running back. You're still looking at like those project type guys. You might have a Cam Akers still available in your league. Um. You know, Duke Johnson type situation. Uh, you might want to take a shot at one of these New York Jets running backs. It's it, it could be either or in that situation too. You got Lamichael P. Run there or Gore. So there's some guys. I would say uh, if Chase Edmonds is available in anybody's league out oh, yeah. there, that might be a guy you want to get. Uh, I'm seeing the writing on the wall a little bit in that situation. Yeah, and Jamal Williams would be a good spot just to the, get the handcuff. But he, even Jamal Williams, there's games where he has value too. So you start to really hone in on that. There's there's games where he can go out there and get you 10 points at a spot start if you needed to. And, you know, there's probably some uh, managers out there looking to replace uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Prescott. I always say Prescott because of Prescott, Arizona for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. There's uh, managers looking to replace Dak. Obviously, he had that terrible injury. So, uh, in our league, I believe the guy picked up Kirk Cousins. So that's not a bad one. You know, if Justin Herbert's still out there, go get him. Maybe Fitzmagic, something like that. Oh, I definitely agree with Herbert. I think he's really nice. So if he's out there, definitely scoop him up. Fitzmagic, he's nice too. I mean, he's not going to be a full time starter, but definitely like him. So. Yeah, I think we were discussing that. If if you were the guy who locked, lost Dak, um, Fitzmagic probably not necessarily where you want to shift because there could come a point where he loses his job. It, it could it could come out that he just ends up playing the year, and and then that's just how it goes. Um, but there, there there's we know that 
he's had the job before and had uh it wanes he, you know he can he can really skyrocket and play very well over a course of this many games but i think every single time it's it's waned and and the the progression has been back to the yeah. mean yeah he starts throwing the picks and yeah yeah and when that happens it's like natural to just be like well why don't we get to out there and just see what we can do with right. him if he's healthy you know it's it's time it's it's going to just naturally be time as an organization uh, and then you did say Cousins. I would note that um, Cousins, you know, uh, great great look at the at the Atlanta Falcons this week, and then his, the schedule does toughen up on the on the Vikings in their past offense. So, just something to think about there. And how about a sneaky uh, streamer defense this week? The Washington Football Team uh, up against the Giants. That might be a way to go with it. I like them both. I like both defenses in that game. Actually, I can see I could see each defense kind of making some nice plays. Um, so they're both sneaky. And then you know the obvious one in Miami Miami Jets game. We didn't talk that game, but um, real real quick on that game, I did think that um, I think everybody is is just like heavy on oh Miami's coming in, they're going to dominate the Jets. I think the Jets might like put up a fight this week. I don't know. I've got this like gut feeling that the Jets are going to be able to stick in that game and, and give them more mm-hmm. of a game. That's again, a divisional game and don't get me wrong. Like the Jets have sucked this year, but I, I have seen some good stuff on tape. They just kind of kill themselves a lot. They, they make a lot of dumb errors and maybe those will kind of like sure up a little bit. All right, yo, we are about to hit it with the burnouts and the Acapulco goals, guys. We're going to, you know, uh, bring it down a little bit to one pick each this week. Just try that out. And, you know, we got some partying to get to anyway, so we can't spend all fucking night here. But, <laughs> no, anyways, guys, uh, so my, for my burnout this week, I am going to go with Jared Goff. Uh you know, it seems like the Rams should go in and dominate the Niners, but I, I think Niners are going to come to play. So maybe get after Goff a little bit. That's my guy. Okay. I like that one. Um, I'm going to go ahead in my burnout guy. I'm going to just, you know, go after my own guy. I'm sorry I got to do it to him. He's a family member of mine, but Scary Terry, I told you guys about that matchup. Um, if you look at that matchup, he shut down, totally shut down everybody's up against this year. He's given up about like 165 yards over four games. Um, so he's on fire and being just an absolute shutdown corner. So I've got Terry McLaurin as, as a burnout this week. So as you'll see, he'll sit my bench. See, and that's good Intel though, Rich, because I wouldn't even have known that the giants had, you know, I knew they had Bradbury, but I wasn't aware that he was on that kind of tear. So, you know, that's just, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, that's why it's always good to listen in out there, people, because you'll you'll find some fantasy nuggets. Who you got for a burnout, Brad? I'm gonna have to go with Kareem Hunt. I think going against Pittsburgh D. I'm telling you, man, Saquon they shut down to like nine yards. Sanders, besides the one mishap, would have been like six yards on ten carries. So they have the ability to shut you down, and I think that they're gonna start. They're just going to abandon it because they can't get it done. So they're just try to get some screens or just throw the ball. Man, hell, maybe Landry might get back there and start throwing the ball too. It's, why not? It's interesting you say that, Brad, about about like the one big play. Like I think a lot of people aren't like aware of that factor a lot of times. It's like, hey, like 
pay attention and, and really watch and, and understand that, you know, Miles Sanders had one giant play. He had 75 yards on one chunk. Take that out and, and see what the what the rest of the game was like, like Brad said, and, like, he was going nowhere. And those numbers that the Pittsburgh defense is putting up against run guys is just, like, absolutely incredible. So I, I, I think that's a good pickup or a, a good pick, not a good pickup uh, that uh, Hunt will have a down week. Sweet, guys. All right. Well, it's, now it's on to the good side, the Acapulco Gold. Who is going to get it done? Who is going to be the top-scoring fantasy player of the weekend? I'm going to let you guys go first uh, in case I need to change my pick at the last minute. So go ahead, Brad. Can I go first? No. I'll go first. Faux show. I'll go. I'll go first. So I say – that we have a little happy birthday to Mark because Mark rosters Pat, Mahomes, rosters Pat Mahomes, and that's my guy this week. I think Pat Mahomes nice. is going to literally tear this Bills defense apart this week. They're going to put up a 40-burger themselves, and I think that's going to be all on the back of Pat Mahomes doing all some good work and getting the monkey off his back and feeling good and ready to go. Pat Mahomes, 40 burger. I just wrote it down, dude. Hell yeah. There it is. Yeah. I'm going to draw a little burger logo right there. That's dope. Hell yeah. 40 burger. Nom nom. <laughs> Sweet, man. Uh, Pat Mahomes, love that pick, Rich. Uh, Brad, who you got for me, man? Acapulco Gold, buddy. Who's your golden goose? I got to go with Derrick Henry, man. Ooh. I think he's going to beat up on Houston. Maybe see a couple more stiff arms. Maybe he'll just take someone by the ankles and just beat them like a little, like, like, you know, start swatting flies with them or something. I don't know. But, yeah, he seems like he can do anything he wants. So, I, I do think he's just going to – he seems like he's just starting to gear up. And I think once he gears up, no one can stop him. So, I see, you know, 150-plus yards, two, maybe three touchdowns. Sweet, man. That's a good pick as well. I'm going to take, uh, you know, I'm going to go with my guy Cam Newton. I think he's, you know, a little perturbed after having to deal with all these protocols and everything and didn't get to play last week. And, you know, they're playing Denver, and I just think Cam is going to rip them up. Uh, I would foresee a 30-plus point effort from Cam this weekend. That's an interesting thought. I like that. Uh, getting into like the psychology of that kind of stuff that fucking Cam Newton's going to come out and be like, nah, I'm, I'm pent up. I, right. I did not like, I did not like that. <laughs> hey, I'm going to take it out right. on you guys, Denver Broncos. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I thought you might have been picking Cam too, Brad, based on something you said earlier. So I was going to wait. I had a backup. Kyler Murray's my backup. Just if anyone cares. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a nice one. That's a nice one too. I could see Kyler Murray having a nice big old day. Dimitri, what get the, the fucking fuck? go out of here, dude. Enough. <laughs> fucking, I'm fucking tired of this shit. Oh, he brought yeah, the man. goat. He brought the goat. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, man, he's allowed to come over next time. No more fucking goat. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably we'll probably have him back in a little. Like, no, maybe, like, yeah, that's fine. You guys season. can talk to him. No goat. That's okay. It. I'll make, I'll make sure like we, we we communicate that like next time the guest comes on no goats i got it okay yeah and perfect we're on board sweet all right, all right. All right dude. Sweet. noted <laughs> all right guys all right well gentlemen. yeah man <laughs> 
Good times. Thanks for uh, partying with me on my 40th, guys. And I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, to all the guys in the Any Given Sunday Fantasy Football League, of course, we wish you the worst of luck at all times. But no, just kidding. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys listening and everything. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, we're going to shut it down right there. So catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. Ciao. Late. There can only be one Latimore.